This podcast is generously sponsored by the Pillar Network. The Pillar Network is a community of like-minded churches that are doctrinally aligned so that they can be missionally driven to plant and revitalize churches together. That doctrinal alignment comes around six DNA. They are committed to gospel proclamation, being Bible-based, to live expository preaching, to churches that are elder-led, confessionally baptistic, and kingdom-minded. Reach out to them today at thepillarnetwork.com, thepillarnetwork.com. Baptist 21 is a pastor-led voice for Southern Baptists in the 21st century. The B21 podcast will discuss current issues in the SBC with Southern Baptist church leaders. To check out more resources, visit us at baptist21.com. Well, welcome to the Baptist 21 podcast, where we have conversations about what it means to be Baptist in the 21st century. And today we're going to talk about things like networks, associations, what it means to cooperate as Baptists. And today on the podcast, I have with me the leadership from the Pillar Network. Now, the Pillar Network has been a partner to Baptist Stream One. They've sponsored some key events, not to mention I happen to serve as a director uh, in both Pillar and Baptist 21. And so we want to have a conversation with one of our really key partners, that being the Pillar Network. So guys, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, Nate. Is it good to be on? Have we met before, Nate? Yeah, we have met before, I think, uh, a couple times, maybe. Yeah, it's yeah. great to meet yeah. you again. Yeah, you've been a long-time listener, first-time caller, so appreciate <laughs> your uh, time here, Zach. Um, Pillar has grown a lot in, in recent years. I get a lot of questions about what you know who Pillar is, what does Pillar do? So we want to take some time to highlight one of our key partners on this podcast. We want to hear a bit of the history, kind of why does Pillar exist? Uh, are they in competition with anyone? And, and probably some other questions as we go. So let, let's just start here, uh, Zach. Uh, we've had Dwayne on the podcast before, but never had you on the podcast. So just say just a little bit about who you are briefly, bio, and then how you got into ministry. Yeah. Um, so I serve as the executive director of the Pillar Network and been doing that since uh, January of 2012. Um, and before that, I was a faithful member at Open Door, still am today, in Raleigh, North Carolina, serve as a deacon. Uh, at Open Door and uh, have been in many ways poured into by the leadership, the elders, uh, Pastor Dwayne, uh, a lot over the years. I uh, had a chance to go through an internship that really uh, changed my life in some ways and um, was just really um, uh, impactful in how I think about the health of the local church, uh, ecclesiology, the importance of what does it mean to be Baptist, um, you know, to think through the roles of elders, uh, exposition, seeing that take place every week from the context of a local church has just been really informing to me. At the same time, going to a seminary 11 miles away at Southeastern uh, was just a tremendous blessing. And so uh, bring the combination of that together. Um, I uh, had a chance to see a bunch of elders raised up and sent out to plant and revitalize churches. And so after watching that for a very long time, I was asking the question of what do I want to be when I grow up? And, uh, and in many ways, God, uh, in his kindness, uh, provided the opportunity to step into a role um, where we could help facilitate like-minded churches partnering together uh, with the desire to see future um, churches started uh, and also churches revitalized. Um, and that's in many ways what Pillars become. Um, served on staff at Open Door for six years. Uh, as the youth and college minister, uh, and then transitioned out into serving in this role uh, that I'm in now with the Pillar Network. So did you ever grow up? 
I did grow you up. You did grow up, good. Yeah, I'm starting to. 42 now. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got a beard. Yeah. Kind of. What uh, yeah. do you think about that? 40 years later, I, you grew yeah. a beard. <laughs> yeah. I, I would not classify that as a beard, you know, but we, <sighs> we can talk through that at some point. Yeah, it hurts. Uh, Pastor Dwayne, just give a, a reminder, brief reminder. You've been on the podcast, but just who you are and, and what you do. I am the lead pastor at Open Door Church. That is my main ministry position. I also am the uh, an associate professor of preaching and direct the PhD in preaching program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Been doing both of those since the late '90s, and uh, founded this uh, really blessed ministry mm-hmm. called Pillar. Yeah, as Zach said, Pastor Dwayne has been influential in my life as well. I went through his internship and then went out to, to help plant and now back working for Pillar. And so uh, just both these guys have been a blessing to me. And so it's good to, to talk about Pillar, something obviously the three of us are very passionate about. So, Zach, maybe to start with you, you hit on this briefly in your kind of bio and intro, but uh, I want to talk specifics, specific aspects of who Pillar is. People are just asking questions. Who is Pillar? So for clarity and brevity's sake, to start off, what is Pillar? Yeah, so our mission statement is we um, are a community of Southern Baptist and International Baptist churches that are doctrinally aligned, missionally driven, and committed to equipping, planting, and revitalizing churches together. And so that really just means that the fruit of our cooperation, we want that in many ways to result in elders being raised up from our churches that will eventually be sent out to plant or revitalize churches. Uh, But we want to function um, very much like an affinity-based association. And so when I talk about what that affinity is, it's going to be what we believe is a healthy church and the components of a healthy church. And so we have six DNAs um, or that kind of make up what we believe is a good, faithful partner uh, within the Pillar Network. And so we want our churches to be committed to gospel proclamation. And when we say that, we, we want our churches to proclaim the gospel of our sovereign Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we want them to be Bible-based, so we're submitting to the Bible as our um, our 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 final authority of matters and belief uh, and life or belief and doctrine. We're committed to live exposition, um, so uh, we want there to be somebody standing the pulpit live. This is not going to be video venue-based um, uh, preaching, opening up the Word of God on a regular basis, week after week. Uh, and we're committed to elder leadership. And so when we talk about elder leadership, it's a plurality of pastors um, that are leading the local church, uh, and we want to be kingdom-minded. And when we talk about kingdom-mindedness, there's just this commitment that we want to use the resources uh, that God has blessed us with within the context of our churches to benefit one another. And so when we're planting, when we're revitalizing churches, as elders are raised up, uh, there is a real sense of we want to be asking the question— of how do we as a church use our resources to benefit another church, and how do we partner together in Great Commission effort work, such as planting or revitalizing. We want to be confessionally Baptistic. And so as we think through what does it mean to be Baptist, confessionally Baptistic, um, we've seen uh, just a great blessing, at least amongst our churches within the U.S., that we can partner really well within the SBC. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about some of those uh, convictions about what does it mean to be Baptist is even a part of partnering well within the SBC. We get this question a lot, and Zach, I'll, I'll bring it right back to you. So, like, are you in competition with NAM? Are you trying to, re- you know, replace NAM? We get that question a lot. Are we in competition with anybody? 
Um, we're, we're not in competition with NAM at all. We view NAM as our sending agency. We're grateful for the partnership. If there is any church within our network, as they've been raised up and sent out, specifically in the Send City areas, then we're strongly encouraging them to partner well uh, with the Send Network. And we're going to do everything we can uh, from a network standpoint to encourage our sending churches to take steps in that direction. Um, but when we, the way we function, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, we're like an affinity-based association. Um, and so when we think through associations, um, I just even want to tie that back into historically, what was a Baptist association? Uh, I mean, we have the Philadelphia Association, the Charleston Association, the Sandy Creek Association, and there's many others that could be mentioned um, that really gave birth to what we know of right now as the SBC. And so these churches were committed really in defining, uh, based upon confessional documents, what is the health of the local church and how churches needed to be cooperating together around key aspects of doctrine. Um, And that's what we're really highlighting. So if we happen to compete with anyone, especially within SBC circles, it would be uh, the, the local association that's just struggling with their identity. Um, but we are so pro-association, um, that's at the heartbeat of who we are. We want to see every single association brought to health. And so if Pillar can be a part of uh, not just functioning as an association, but being an encouragement to local associations out there that are struggling, or even the healthy ones that we can highlight, uh, that, wants, uh, that needs to be an aspect of our ministry as well. Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to focus on, we want to be doctrinally aligned, so we think theology and sound doctrine matter, but that matters for the purpose of, of us doing something together, which is going to be planting and revitalizing churches. Dwayne, you you are the chairman now, so we've heard from the Executive Directors Act, you are the chairman, but you were once one of the founders, not to be confused with other founders, but you were once one of the founders mm-hmm. of this. There will probably be some overlap in what you say uh, with what Zach said, but you and a guy named Bill Curtis in Florence, South Carolina, dreamed up Pillar kind of what was behind that desire? Why did you seek to start uh, this this network? Well, I'm, I'm checking off the time Zach says association. <laughs> he, he just handed me his demon project. So Dr. Dr. Nelson is uh, uh, fully equipped Thank you, Pastor to Glenn. provide the history of this. You can feel free to say doctor anytime yes, you want. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, a pillar was birthed out of... Uh, a desire and a bit of frustration that I found myself in was very organic. Um, early on, I was about four, five years in, in my ministry at Open Door, and I had started an internship. Both of you guys have been through that. And I, I found myself with some really solid guys that I wanted to send. And I didn't want to send them to churches where I felt were unhealthy or that they would have a bad experience. And I thought, well, maybe we should send them as church planters. And church planting hadn't really taken off like it has today, unfortunately. I'm very grateful for the way it's, it's sort of grown into an important aspect of who we are. But there, there wasn't a venue or an avenue to send them well. Uh, was not doctrinally aligned with my association. I went to our state convention. I just couldn't find a means to to plant these guys. And so I just 
planted a couple of churches, but in planting churches by myself, my church was not a large church by any means, and we didn't have a lot of means, and so I knew that I would be limited in being able to continue to plant churches if I didn't get some help. And so uh, my good friend that God's blessed me with, Bill Curtis, who had just started uh, serving in the South Carolina area, um, we um, have done a lot of ministry together. And so I asked if, if he would consider planting a church with me. And so we just loosely came together and we planted a church. It honestly, we made more mistakes than we had successes, but we really felt like this was the way that we were supposed to cooperate together. And even as a part of the convention of churches, we felt like this was a very natural way for two like minded churches to come together. Bill had a uh, just planted a church, and and so he had that experience, and I had a lot of potential church planners at my church, and so we tried. But then we we found another church that was like minded in the Clemson area, and then all three of us planted a church in the Boston area, and it was a success. And and that's really I think where we realized that we were onto something that. Zach would say is just calling back to something that historically was a part of who we were. And then um, we just decided to start planning churches together. But at some point in time, there was too much money that was coming in and out of my little church. And we felt it was unhealthy. And so we decided that we needed to start a ministry, a nonprofit ministry. As Baptists, that's not really our first desire, but it was necessary in order for us to manage the funds well. And that's when Zach was wanting to transition from youth and college ministry. And so I asked Zach if he would become a missionary and raise his own support for a few years until Pillar could grow and to the point where it could afford him. And he agreed to do that, and he did that. And and then, you know, I guess it was about 10 churches, maybe. Is that right, Zach? Yeah, we started in um, 2012 uh, is when we were kind of formalizing our board. Five churches came together uh, through this to kind of formalize this. Um, but we had kind of already planted three other churches. And by the end of 2012, had around 10 churches that were committed to partnering together around uh, these key and DNA. So, so from a formal aspect, the network's about a decade old. Mm -hmm. From obviously in the in your mind and in conversation, it goes back to as far as 2005, 2006, mm -hmm. start to, to dream this up and think about this. Yeah, about 15, 16 years. Because your first plant, when was it, Dwayne? 2005. 2005. And so I would say as early as 2005, as we were even planting churches, Dwayne was starting to travel to these places we were planting. Um, and building relationships with local churches in the area to say, man, how do we actually formally cooperate in sending and receiving those that we've raised up that are these pastors and that we're desiring to see planted? And so before it was called anything, it was the importance of other relationships with like-minded churches that we could work with informally. I don't know when we'll post this, but we're, we're a day after the Super Bowl. Uh, so we started with 10 2012. What are we? Where are we at today, Zach? 
I think we're at 243 churches as of today. Okay, so in 10 years, been 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 a lot of growth. I want to say something back to what Dwayne said a minute ago, because you talked about not being aligned with your association. And it wasn't even, because you're going to hear a lot from Pillar, we are like, we share a key kind of theological DNA in order to do church work together, planting and revitalization. But when you're saying you weren't doctrinally aligned with your association, you don't even mean broadly. Like you, you're mean like they were really off the reservation in some sense. Yeah, they were theologically moderate. So we, we were miles apart in terms of our doctrine and ability to work together to plant churches together. So pillar, pillar starts in order to be a kind of a theologically aligned group in order to do these things together. About 10 years old. Uh, Zach, now you've, you've hit on some of this in your initial kind of comments about uh, who you were and then even Pillar. Uh, pillar is SBC only in the States, but what makes Pillar just a little bit more distinct than just being about Southern Baptist churches? What are some key things? You, you, again, you've hit on them broadly, but maybe specifically mention a few things that make us a little bit tighter than just being SBC only. Um, I think some key points are, and I, I think you're referencing towards our commitment to international partnership as well. Which we um, did in 2019. Yep. So. so we're about, what, three years in now to yeah, where? Two years ago. Two years in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, three years in two years ago. Yeah. So, so we're going into our third year um, as we uh, are thinking through aligning with these Baptist churches that are in different countries. Um, and even as a part of that, we're trying to, them, to help them think through the importance of, ba- of, of Baptist associations. Um, some of these countries have never experienced this, uh, and some of them have. And so it's kind of trying to really point towards other models of how cooperation has taken place in these countries. But we, we're in the infant stages of, of really thinking through what the importance of church-to-church partnership looks like as we're helping churches in the states develop relationships with like-minded churches in other countries. Um, so still thinking pillar Pillar's primary function as an association being this connector to where we're helping these relationships develop to where uh, where churches can be committed to the discipleship processes of raising those up, but sending them hopefully to land at like-minded churches in other countries where they can then be sent out to hopefully be a part of planting or revitalizing churches in other countries. We say this often, uh, you know, we're happy to be in the large tent. Do I want to direct this to you? We're happy to be in the large tent uh, that is the SBC, but we kind of see ourselves as a smaller huddle inside that larger tent. We agree on some some key theological things. Zach, again, has talked about some of those. Again, happy to be in the broad tent, but we want to be a smaller huddle that agrees on certain things in order to do planting and revitalization together. If you're kind of thinking the question this way, things that are not specifically marked out on our website, but if somebody came to you and said, well, what really is kind of the heartbeat of pillar? Like you come to a pillar conference, this is what you're going to experience. This is what you're going to see mm-hmm. theological and philosophical distinctives that just kind of would make us separate from just being broadly BFNM 2000 Baptist. Mm-hmm. Several, I would say our churches promote elder leadership uh, that characterizes us. Well, we promote live expository preaching we're not multi-site. We're not video venues. Um, we, we uh, for the most part, would consider ourselves Reformed Baptists and come out of that tradition. We um, love missions. We're willing to put a significant amount of our, our budget, our time, our training, and our travel to uh, 
to do mission work. And I, and I, I think it's, I, I'm glad you, you stated it the way you did because it is a big umbrella, our convention of churches. And I think Pillar has always rested in this belief that any Baptist church that cooperates with other Baptist churches and, and takes part in the cooperative program if they are for the Great Commission, we're for them. And, and I like that. I, I, can, I can gladly say that I am for tens of thousands of, of Baptist churches that cooperate together because they love the Great Commission. And, and therefore, I love them. But th- that doesn't mean that we can plant churches together. It doesn't mean we can share pulpits together. It doesn't mean that we're going to necessarily... Um, feel good uh, uh, about the some of the specifics of their church government or or even the way they do churches. So the the, the beauty uh, of being a Baptist is that no one governs us; we govern ourselves. We have we have the total freedom to make these important decisions. And pillar has just become one way for a particular group of churches to do that. And it seems like we found a niche because there's been a lot of churches that have shown interest in this. So true. The only thing I would add to kind of to make the distinctive of who, who Pillar is, um, and this goes hand in hand with why, you know, we would partner with Baptist 21, why Baptist 21 would be happy to partner, is that we, like, we want to be Baptist. Yes. So, so, I mean, uh, Hammett writes in his book on biblical foundations for Baptist churches that the Baptist mark of the church is actually not believer's baptism by immersion, as precious as we hold that. The Baptist mark of the church is regenerate church membership. And so even the distinctive about pillar being we want to be Baptist, we want to be about meaningful membership. We obviously take regenerate church membership seriously. And so if you want to know like the flavor of who uh, pillar is, you know, Pastor Dwayne and Zach have kind of talked about uh, what that is. Well, let's talk practical stuff then, Zach. Day in, day out, what's the staff at pillar doing? Kind of what are some of the things that we're just, we're really just working on in our practical everyday, you know, ministry and work? Yeah, so a lot of what we really want to do is encourage pastors. Um, so both Nate and myself, we're constantly on calls with pastors within our network um, around uh, helping them prepare those within their churches um, that are elder types that eventually will be sent out, helping them think through uh, ways that their church body can faithfully disciple, um, but also how they can influence other churches that God's brought into their sphere of influence locally uh, and um, and even making connections throughout our network, whether it would be churches uh, overseas or churches uh, here in the U.S. that are partnering with us, we want churches to influence other churches. And so uh, a unique thing for us, just we recognize that Pillar is a parachurch ministry. Um, and so what we do not want to do um, is begin inserting ourselves uh, and begin taking uh, an appeared sense of authority and saying, you know what, let pillar plant churches for you. Let us kind of uh, equip those um, that will be pastors. We recognize this is the responsibility that God's given the local church. Um, and so we want to fan that that fire, that flame, um, those convictions that we see in the scripture. Uh, and we want to help churches be faithful and um, in, in encouraging one another uh, through just faithful influence, through associating well, um, through networking, to where there is a very strategic way and practical way that they can begin saying, let's send people to a location, to an area, to see a church planted. Um, so those are very 
Uh, those are some things we're doing. We're putting on events. Um, our events uh, over this next year will really be um, uh, our purpose is to help facilitate cooperation broadly within our network to introduce them to new pastors uh, that are coming in, but also uh, to help just meaningful relationships continue to develop. Uh, we've got one coming up in March um, that's really focused on developing residencies or internships within your church that um, can really just encourage a church to take the responsibility that God's given them to raise up pastors. Yeah, because we are Southern Baptists, I often like to alliterate it. So we want to provide connection, that's fellowship. We want to provide coaching, uh, obviously pouring into pastors, and we want to provide cooperative resourcing. We want to help people plant churches. And so uh, and day in, day out, those are kind of really where our, our focus is going. Um, Zach, just quick uh, numbers questions. So we've talked about up to about 240 churches, started with about 10. How many churches have we pl- helped plant in the 10 years that we've uh, been been a network? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think we're at around 90 four churches um, that have been planted out of churches within uh, the pillar network. And so God's been very kind to allow us to um, to be involved in this type of way uh, and also partnering with uh, with the send network um, uh, in meaningful ways where uh, a lot of a lot of our church planting efforts because they're SBC churches, we've said, man, we also want you to relate extremely well with the North American Mission Board, and so that's been a meaningful way that we've been able to do that. It kind of goes hand-in-hand with us starting Baptist 21. Part of the desire of Baptist 21 was we were seeing, this is, again, more than a decade ago, we were seeing our friends and peers leave the SBC, and we we wanted to be a positive voice within the SBC to encourage people to remain or even people to join. And we, we, we looked at this the other day because of Pillar being SBC only in the States. We've had about 60 of our 240 churches that have joined the SBC because of Pillar uh, and so obviously providing a way for them to to be part of our small huddle, but also be part of the larger tent and enjoy those cooperation resources among Great Commission Baptists, as Pastor Dwayne said. Um, I want to ask just a couple more questions and then, and then we'll, we'll, be, we'll be done. But Dwayne, I'll, I'll come back to you. Um, while, while this is always an ongoing conversation, we're, we've been talking about SBC only, and we always evaluate who we are and even our relationship to the SBC why did we begin as an SBC only uh, network that obviously distinguishes us from people like Acts 29 and others? And why do we continue to be a network that's connected to the Southern Baptist community? Oh, that is an ongoing conversation. I guess it's necessary for it to be so. Uh, two things come to mind. One more practical or pragmatic than the other. The, the, the bigger issue is a, a commitment to what the co- cooperative program is and wanting to be a significant part of that. Uh, as a local church pastor that cooperates as a, a professor at one of our seminaries, I, I still find tremendous value in, in the cooperative program. And I want to I want to play a role in that. I want to be um, helpful. I, I I hope that pillar would just be very pleasing to the Lord and also a real asset to our convention of, of churches. Um, part of the pragmatic reason is having planted a whole bunch of churches. I I didn't want my church plants to be like NASCARs. Uh, where they had all these different sponsors and labels and they had all these different relationships and they had all these different commitments. And so part of the beauty of Pillar is 
uh, we're pretty simple. Uh, and, and that means that, you know, our relationships are, are minimal. Uh, that actually helps a church planter. It helps him not just in his fundraising, but it helps him in his time and his commitment rather than feeling like now he's, he's you know, a sort of polygamous to all these different other groups that he can focus solely on being in our, our network, our association, and then, and then also serving under the, the broader tent. I, I, I would say that I want to serve the convention well. Uh, it's not so much as what I'm looking to get out of it. I think maybe that's the wrong way to look at the convention of churches is as how can we help? How can we promote uh, what I consider to be one of the um, real graces of God is, is the history of the cooperative program. Zach, I'll, I'll ask maybe a similar question, but I've asked Dwayne kind of why uh, we, we, remain committed to working within the SBC, but also what do you hope Pillar's place is in the SBC? Yeah. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that's a good launching pad. I, I believe um, there's definitely a place for, uh, for groups like Pillar within the SBC because we're Baptist. Um, churches are autonomous. Uh, and so this is a, a real sense of recognizing, you know, grassroots movements. Um, I want to be careful when using the term movement, but, <laughs> uh, but the recognition of, and local churches are, uh, have said, we define a health of a local church that fits within the BFNM, our statement of faith, 2000 specifically, um, that, man, we want to have a very meaningful relationship with each other in order to accomplish mission. And we can't accomplish mission outside of viewing it through a healthy ecclesiology that we find within scripture that we fit feels, you know, fits with the BFNM 2000. Um, so I, I think there's a big portion of, of we want to have influence because that's what churches should do. Churches ought to influence other churches and pastors should be seeking to develop meaningful relationships with other pastors to influence them based on what we're convinced the scripture points us to as, as, uh, our role in making disciples for the purpose of sending them out. Um, and uh, so there ought to be a sense of how, how do we, if we're going to take a sense of ownership um, within and amongst these 45 to 50,000 churches um, that we want to get involved in the International Mission Board and, and supporting their efforts and the North American Mission Board and supporting their efforts. And, and when there's concerns that we have as a group of churches, we want to voice it, but voice it in a way uh, to where we're not saying we want to leave the convention, but we're stepping in to get more involved uh, to really provide a sense of this is what we believe should be the appropriate uh, next steps that we want to see to seeing healthy churches started mm. that are going to continue to last, um, that won't just pop up overnight and be gone two to three years from now. And, that, and we say that recognizing that starting new churches is hard. Sometimes you're going to fail in this process. Um, but all the more, we want to do our due diligence to say that the church's responsibility is to raise up pastors that are thinking about what is a healthy church, whether it's internationally or whether it's in North America, um, that is, is providing a healthy missiology that's recognizing the importance of cooperation amongst 45 to 50,000 churches within the SBC. Dwayne, what do you hope? Is Pillar's place in the SBC? What do you hope the future holds for the SBC? Well, we've, we've got to constantly remind ourselves that 
the SBC is not a denomination. And I think so often we talk about it and we think about it, and, and definitely everyone who's not SBC thinks we're a denomination, and they think we function like yeah. a denomination, and they think that we're completely controlled by about three or four dudes. And that is so not true. There is no hierarchy <laughs> of authority in this convention of churches. We are not a denomination. What are we? We are a ton of Bible-believing, Great Commission, loving and supporting Baptist churches. And we choose, every church chooses their involvement. And what we do is we pool a bunch of resources together to support agencies. The IMB, the North American Mission Board, six seminaries, the ERLC. These agencies now function to serve our churches. And what I would want for my church to do is to just play its role and do its part by continually sending out church planners, international workers, continue to fulfill the Great Commission, making disciples, and to the extent that these agencies can help us, right? And, and I still believe that they can. I'm, I'm, I'm a big advocate of our agencies serving the local churches within the convention, I, I think it's worthwhile to, to be in. And I think it's super important that under this big tent, as you call it, that there is a significant amount of diversity. Right? I, the beauty of being a, a Baptist pastor, me and my other pastors, my elders, we have absolutely no authority over another Baptist church. And, and to be honest, I don't know why we should be so uptight over what's going on in other SBC churches when if we're a Baptist, then you, you, you have your framework in, other, in which to govern. And so as long as churches are giving to the cooperative program and now the agencies, I think, need to make sure that they are functioning fiscally responsible, well, doctrinally responsible under the BFNM, and, and are uh, making sure that they are um, relevant for what's going on in, uh, in a contemporary setting. That's my concern that Pillar would maybe help influence that. And I, and I think we are both on local, state, and national levels. We've got Pillar pastors and key church members now on, on boards, agency boards, uh, state conventions. And so uh, it's, it's just doing our part. But again, I want to do more serving. I, I want to serve more than just to receive. A couple comments on that, and then I'll get you out of here with one final question. It's always been easy to pick on the SBC. Sometimes the SBC makes it easier than other times to, to pick on. But it's always been easy. But we just need to remember... There are good things going on, and it's hard for me not to see that as I work with Pillar, because every day I'm talking to, you know, doctrinally minded, Great Commission loving pastors who just want to be a part of, of multiplying leaders so that they can plant and revitalize churches and they can send missionaries overseas. And so there's times when it can be discouraging, particularly if you're on social media. But if you talk to pastors and you talk to guys who are planting churches like we have Coming up this week, again, I don't know when we'll air this, but coming up this week, one of our guys, Matt Smithers, is planting, uh, and they are covenanting for, uh, on Sunday 
Uh, and that's going to be a wonderful work in Richmond. And so there's there's just so many good things going on. There is times when we need to take a step back and realize there's some frustrating things, but also just keep in mind a lot of good things are, are, are going on. And if you want to have an impact, multiply yourself, raise up leaders, do disciple uh, disciple making, work hard at uh, teaching people the importance of, of the gospel and, and the church and, and, and then multiplying yourself if you want to have an impact that will last rather than, than just giving your time to social media. I want to get you guys out of here on this uh, final question if you and just do like a minute. You got a one-minute pitch, you're in the elevator, and somebody says, why should I join Pillar? Uh, Zach, I'll let you go first, and then Dwayne, I'll let you finish up. Why, why should I join Pillar? What would you say? I would say because uh, we're going to be the group that desires to emphasize the importance of the local church and partnering well about around key doctrine and key ecclesiology to see new churches started uh, and churches revitalized. Dwayne, somebody's asking you, why should I join Pillar? What are you saying? We have a lot of fun. We, there is not a lot of pretense about us. We're not a bunch of celebrities. We're a bunch of no-name guys who love each other, love our churches, love to serve. And it's, um, it's a joy. I, I, I really look forward to the times when we can gather together. I agree. We'll have something going on at the SBC. We'll have a small uh, get-together of some kind, and then uh, we'll always have our uh, annual conference in October of this year. It really is a sweet time when, when kind of the family gets back together. I agree. There's just a lot of joy uh, in those times together. I would say, uh, I'm not going to say we're the anything like Zach just did, because I don't want to be connected to Ohio State in any way. Amen. Um, but I would say, if you're, if you're looking for a doctrinally aligned, they take doctrine very serious, but also take the Great Commission very serious, uh, but they don't take themselves very seriously, then I would say uh, Pillar is the kind of place for you, particularly if you would fit with the doctrine that we, we say we prize, which again, is about five or six DNA that, that Zach mentioned at the beginning. So uh, that would be our pitch. Uh, guys, it's always a joy to hang out, talk about Pillar. The Lord has certainly been kind, uh, and we certainly uh, appreciate you listening to the Baptist Wing One podcast. Thank you for listening to the Baptist 21 podcast. To learn more about us, visit us at our website, baptist21.com. Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. It would really help us out. If you ever have thoughts or ideas for future interviews, please reach out to us at our email, baptist21 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast.